Hey everybody, what's going on? Hey everyone. Hopefully everybody's doing fabulously. Yeah, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday indeed. So, got a special guest. We do, coming at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Excited for that. Yep. Trans, what's the name of the company? Uh, she's the CEO of Transformify. Uh, her name is Liana Starnoff. Yeah. And she's a very intelligent woman. I'm looking forward to speaking with her. Yeah, I don't know why she wants to be on this show. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, feel, I feel very honored. Honored. I yeah. Do. I'm not kidding. Which is cool. We're, you know, we're, we're such a serious podcast yeah but you know she's, uh, <laughs> she seems way too intelligent to be on here but she's gonna host us with her greatness absolutely but i'm appreciating it too i'm looking forward to talking to her about it because it's uh very much what she's involved in and what she's an expert in are i think uh very important things of employment in today whether you're an employee or an employer i uh, there's so much more uh so much more work is remote. Yeah. Uh, following COVID, sure, there's a lot of a lot of people you have to go back to the job on site. But I know a lot of employers are seeing that no, we actually don't have to keep everybody in one location. We can actually uh, there are options. Yeah, and a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, AI is going to take my job. It's like, well, how are you going to transition from from that thinking that to actually? you know, doing the next thing. There you go. I was going to say, it's uh, more of... He can't get down now. Here, just a second. I don't think. It's a uh, valid concern, but yes, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh, it'll be good to talk to her to see what she sees as the next, uh, next thing. Okay. Got the maven. And Utumio. Oh, we've got a whole bunch of people, honey. Right on. Thanks for joining yeah. us, everybody. Yeah. And okay, the little one is down from his kitty mm. tower. JJJ. I don't know what JJJ means. Could stand for anything. Oh. But either way, welcome. Now, something I thought you would appreciate with this. Uh, Me? Yeah, yeah, you specifically. Uh, you know, the world's first graphene semiconductor has been created. Uh huh. And um, it's understood that it could power future quantum computers. That is cool. Yeah, mad cool. Yeah. Another thing with uh, with uh, semiconductors, as they are created just normally with silicone, and they have been created for some while with silicone, is that they don't have the ability. There are certain limitations that they cannot harness the power that would be needed necessary for. Um, quantum computing. Right. Um, so these graphene ones, uh, what is it? Let me see. Um, it's harnessing, um, basically it harnesses the capability of, um, terraform transformative frequencies. team. All right. What's that? Hey, transformative team. Right on. Thanks for All joining right. us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they're saying That's that basically this could, uh, uh, this actually has the ability of terahertz frequencies with 10 times the mobility of silicon, mm -hmm. which is awesome. All could right. pave, pave the way for chips. All right. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Can you hear us right? And you can, oh, yep. and there we go. All right, there we go. Can you hear All right, very good. We can hear you fine. Hello? Okay, yeah, I was going to say, we can't hear you. Go ahead and say, go ahead well, and try to ahead. say something. Uh, I'm Go ahead, you're good. Hey, everyone, this is Lily from Transformify. Hello How are you? there. Thanks 
joining us. Yeah. It's all my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. It, it's been something. I've been reading up. I've been reading up on you, but reading up on Transformify. I, I've got to say, I'm just fascinated with, again, your focus. I just oh, just no. Oh, wait, um, say it again? Just. Well. Hello? Too many weirdos. Maybe that's. Too many weirdos. Okay. Uh, All right. I'll uh, go ahead. Transforming Lil team. Yeah. Liliana, you were uh, just looking at this, how much uh, your focus is, uh, how much it's uh, really helping with, uh, with the employment anymore. Remote work is getting to be so much more common and how helpful Transformify is in something like this. Well, I, I don't want to say that is becoming more and more desired by everyone, regardless where in the world they are, especially if there are limited career opportunities in the country or city where they currently live in. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we keep, uh, I was going to say, we have somebody else that uh, that keeps cutting in. All right. Now, um. Uh, but yeah, that makes sense. Now, tell me, you you actually were one of the founding members of Transformify, right? Correct. Okay. Now, what what kind of things can I? Well, let's see. Of course, you're worldwide, which means that uh, you're dealing with uh, employers from all over the world, currencies from all over the world. Well, Let's... I'm not gonna be here. Too many weirdos. Oh, a second. Sorry about that. Okay, but yes, you were saying. Well, Lilia. I... it is. Wait, one more time. <laughs> All right. Okay, Liliana, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here, but someone keeps interrupting us. Yeah, yeah. they do. We just disconnected them. Sorry about that. No worries at all, it happens. Oh, but that I was saying it's uh, with Transformify, you're all over the world, employers everywhere, um, and dealing with currencies all around the world. And I was gonna say, I'm, I'm just in awe too. You're dealing with the uh, uh, tax policies from all over the world that's involved. Uh, what, uh, what inspired you to start Transformify? say there have been a variety of factors one of them was my personal preferences i really wanted to travel i wanted to experience various countries and not to be nine to five in an office okay and foremost it was supporting my lifestyle but after that there were so many many people around me who were either burnt out or laid off Especially at that point in time when we started, many, many companies were transforming their businesses, meaning they were optimizing processes, automating processes, and as a result, people were laid off. We see the very same happening now, probably you have seen these days, but Google just announced 30,000 people that would be laid off in the course of a few months. And 
that's the beginning. There are many, many companies that are optimizing, automating their processes. And for that reason, if you are currently in a particular city, in a particular country, especially if you already have a mortgage, you have children that go to a particular school, it becomes really hard for you to change all your lifestyle in order to find another job. And you need another job. So it's becoming more and more needed these days, unfortunately. Well, that makes sense. And you know, what I've got to ask you, you're saying about with, uh, again, all the different ex expenses. Mind you, we've got the Maven who's saying, uh, yeah, when you when you respond, uh, uh, Liana, uh, Liliana, you can go ahead and speak up so everybody can hear you clearly. Um, I've got to say, I'm... I, I, the first time I've heard about payroll on demand. Now with Transformify, do you do payroll on demand with this? And can you explain payroll on demand to our listeners? It's quite simple. If you want to work for a company that's in a different country, even a different continent, usually they would ask you to be a self-employed person because it's much easier to deal with taxes, with labor legislation, etc., because you are not physically in the country where your employer is going to be. And payroll on demand precisely means payroll for those people that are on demand. They're there when they're needed because these days the companies are really reluctant to keep people on a very long term period of time. Yeah. Everything changes, the business changes. No employer, even I as an employer, could say we'll have a stable stream of revenue over the next five years. It's no longer like that. It used to be. Now everything changes and you need to be very flexible. Everything changes so quickly. Through, see around us, see how many companies that have been there for decades went bankrupt, or companies like Google, Microsoft, they're laying off people, and you wouldn't expect them to do that, but they're doing it. The very right. same is with every business now. Nobody is planning for the next five years. We plan for this year a maximum of two years, and those plans change rapidly almost every quarter. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, even like I, I could say when reading up on Transformify 2, it's talking about uh, uh, just how important AI is for even hiring. And well, hiring and also being able to uh, keep people on board that are right for the business. Now, you know, I know Tim actually just brought up this up a few minutes ago. There, there are people, understandably, afraid that, well, AI is a thing, so AI is going to steal jobs. What do you say to people who think that? Keep up and acquire new skills. What AI is doing is actually automating those jobs that were already outdated. And it's good for everyone to focus on more creative aspects of the business rather than on mundane tasks that could be automated a long time ago. So I wouldn't say people shall be really scared about AI stealing their jobs. There is a lot said in the media these days. Rather, look at those skills that are not going to be automated anytime soon and acquire those skills. That's what makes you valuable for your potential future employers. Right. Work smarter, not harder, right? Makes sense. 
And fintech, you work in fintech as well, too. Is there anything you would recommend as far as people acquiring skills to work in fintech? You'll be surprised, but Transformify is actually a fintech company in substance. We have the HR layer, but its substance is fintech. We automate compliance, billing, and payments to independent contractors across the globe. And if you want to work in fintech, fintech is another area that's changing super fast. You need to understand money flows. You need to understand how fintech products are evolving over time. Imagine 20 years ago, nobody would even consider paying with their phone. Not yeah, even yeah. Art, with their phone. It would be futuristic. And it's just 20, even 15 years ago. Now it's daily. You don't even consider that. It's part of your life. The very same paying using your smartwatch. But because fintech is evolving so fast, you need to keep an eye on how those products develop. And to work in fintech, you need to be on top of everything. You need to read constantly. You need to keep an eye on those companies that are most progressive. That's what makes you really valuable for a fintech employer, your vision, your understanding. Because yeah, that makes sense. Now, you're, you're a professor at Sigara uh, uh, Business School, right? That's correct, and I love it. People would say it's my side hustle. Because, <laughs> of course, I'm an investor. I lead business, but I also teach, and I really enjoy that. Okay, now, would you, if for somebody to get versed, become versed and learn as much as they can uh, to perhaps get involved in fintech, or get involved in, for that matter, AI, for that, just say creating AI or working with AI, mind you. Is there anything you would recommend or any schools you would recommend or any programs you would recommend? What I would say is, first of all, do your own due diligence on what do you want to learn and why for most, why do you want to learn that? What will be the added value to you I see lots of people that pursue certain degree just to polish their CV. It yeah. doesn't work like that anymore. Maybe it worked like 20 years ago. Huh. Just graduating from a top school would open many doors. Not anymore. Now, if you decide to, because it's an investment, it's an investment of time and money. Just think about it those skills, how are you going to apply them? Do you want to apply those skills to potentially apply for a higher paying role? That's one way. Okay. If you want to start a business, then it's a completely different program you need. If you need a program that teaches you how to become an entrepreneur, then better go for a program that's not being thought or lectured by academics. You need a program like my program at Ziggurat, which has been lectured by people who have done it. They have been there. They know how it is done and they can teach you to do it. That makes sense. And of course, if you want to have an academic career, then pursue a PhD, and then these are completely different schools if you yeah. want to be a researcher. But being an entrepreneur and joining a program that teaches you how to do it in real life, 
and the program that teaches you how to be a researcher is something completely different. Yeah, it's a whole, whole different language. That yeah. is incredible. Now, what what in, well, what foreseeable challenges do you see coming up with? I was gonna say whether it's whether it's AI, whether it's uh, remote work, whether it's uh, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say anything in fintech. What challenges do you see coming up? What we see all the time is the constant change. And it happens too fast. People can't adapt to that change. And that's why they are feeling lost. Okay, now my job has been automated. And I'm offered two options if I'm really lucky though. I'm offered in another role and I need to really quickly learn and adapt to that new role. Or I'm unemployed and I need to find a new career. In both okay. cases, people can't adapt. And that's the major challenge. The same is for businesses. Most businesses can't adapt to the new reality. In the new reality, you can't rely on money you have already gained through funding rounds. You cannot rely on the fact that the next time you receive more money from investors. In the past, there was a clear pattern. If you hit certain KPIs, then you keep raising money and you may not become profitable in the course of 10, even 15 years, hmm. not anymore. That changed again. So those changes are the biggest challenges businesses and people face. And the sooner they adapt to that new reality, the better for them. Okay, now is there, is there anything, of course, I, I'm carrying on basically with what you were just saying. Is there any way that uh, people as employees, or for that matter, businesses and employers can uh, future proof themselves somewhat in that, in handling like, oh, things are going to change, but if we do this, we'll be able to keep going ahead? Or is it just, yeah, you need to adapt, that's it? The easiest, probably the easiest to say and not so easy to do, but both for businesses and individuals, if you always keep an eye on multiple revenue streams for businesses, you have one product, check if you can launch something that complements that product or service. So you have two different revenue streams. The very same is for people. You have a job, find another source of income, being it through investment, being it through side hustles, side projects, whatever it is, never ever rely on a single source of income. This will give you that level of security and stability that you need to feel comfortable, to feel safe. Now, if you ask both managers and individuals if they feel safe about their income, about their future, you hear one and the same, we're worried about it. You're worried if you have just one source. If you have multiple sources, then you have a different level of comfort. That's what, to me, adaptability means. If something doesn't work anymore, okay, do something else and do it now. Don't do it when you are cut out. It's too late. Right, when the writing is on the wall, you know, don't wait until the uh, ax drops, you know. That makes sense. 
Now, one thing I'm wondering, now this isn't directly uh, related to, again, with uh, with uh, Transformify team, but it's still dealing with AI. There's also uh, some concern, understandably too, that there are some uh, groups that are actually trying to use AI for uh, uh, basically uh, not good purposes. Um, it's a, I say, like, I know there are some neo-Nazi groups that are trying to take over for AI and uh, spreading misinformation. I, I know it's a whole different ballgame than Transformify team, but is there anything, any way that you can recommend that could kind of help counter that kind of awful, awful... Uh, How does one sift through all the nonsense to yeah. get to the... Uh Real facts. Exactly. For that matter, to get to uh, quality, like, again, Transformify team. What I would say, first of all, with AI, it's not the tool that is to blame. It's the way it has been used. Yes. yes. Like a knife of a good quality. You can use that knife to cut bread. You can use that knife to cook. But you can use that knife also to kill a man. Yeah. And blaming the knife is absolutely leading us nowhere. Blaming AI that something bad has happened literally is not the right direction. It's rather, I like the new policies both in the US and Europe and also in Asia, China is ahead with policies around the usage of AI. We need more regulation, that's one. But yeah. secondly, it's rather more and more people need to understand what AI is, how is it used, and to be aware that if they are not so vigilant, they are literally not taking care of personal data, any data that could be sensitive, this could be used against them. It's rather educating people about the usage of AI and what could go wrong plus regulation in place. Apart from that, AI is a fantastic tool that could save lots of time and effort, and we already see that across many industries. Right. Man. Well, I mean, it's just, this is, I mean, I'm very excited about all of this, because like you're saying, just right off the bat, even uh, reading about Transformify team, just the amount of time it can save businesses, and for that matter, employees, uh, for using AI to actually connect people who want the job with organizations that need said right. people. This, uh, this is actually very exciting. What's it's... even more exciting is navigating people through career change. Yeah. what we developed during COVID. The reality is if you get laid off and the industry you used to work so far in is no longer hiring due to the new reality. Now you see, if we go back to the example with Google laying off 30,000 people, and it's not just Google, we see lots of engineers losing their jobs these days. Before they were in high demand and many, many people would consider even till the end of their days that they would be safe if they would acquire the relevant skills and become software engineers. Now they're in shock. Out of a sudden, they're no longer needed. A lot of tasks are currently automated. It's not just AI. It is the way technology develops. 
when we started nine years ago, it was taking three times more to develop the very same functionalities which are now developed at a fraction of that time. Just because technology evolves, there are new and new methods just to be done faster and to improve quality. That's why these people having those skills now face redundancies. What happens, what's left for them? Usually they would start looking for precisely the same job, but with another company. Right. And that's not yeah. the right way to do it. That's also not right for the recruiters. What we see is that fixed mindset and bias. If you see a different job title, you may completely disregard that candidate as a recruiter. Not yeah. that many recruiters do it all the time. And it's not right. That person has the skills that are needed for the job, could be really, really good at that job. Now everything is much more around soft skills, how fast you can learn something new that's close to what you already know. That's what makes you successful. And that's what our algorithm is showing to the recruiters. We, at first, don't show the previous job title. I'll give you a very good example again around COVID. You have many, many flight attendants that were grounded. They were yeah. And even now, there are still no jobs for them because the industry has not recovered to the levels before COVID. But those people, they speak multiple languages. To be a flight attendant, you need to speak at least two. And most of them speak three to four. I would think so. How to handle really difficult passengers up in the air, aggressive, drunk. You yeah. Know. This is really what is needed in order to be appointed as an account manager or customer support, but the recruiter would never consider them simply because their previous title is flight attendant. It's not customer support, it's not account manager. Right. That's how they're always left behind and they become a long-term unemployed. If that bias is removed from the recruitment process, out of a sudden the recruiters find a completely new pool of candidates that are even better even better than those who may have precisely the same job title. So that's another example of how you can remove bias, you can simply consider these are the skills and these skills are transferable. They could lead to being very successful in a different role in another industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. That's excellent. When you put it when you put it, when you frame it like that, it makes total sense. Yeah. But yeah. It's clearly, it's a unique business model about how uh, Transformify can, again, connect people who are not just not just qualified, but absolutely essential for different, uh, different organizations. You can take them employers. from one field and put them into another because seamlessly. Seamlessly, yeah. yeah. That is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, uh, it seems like you have, uh, obviously you have a passion for all of this too, so. That's what makes it unique yeah. too. Oh yeah. Well, if you don't have passion, better don't start a business. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's very true. 
passion and if you have the dedication and you have the resilience still many many businesses fail but if you start without any passion and the only point on your list is how do i make money out of that idea it's almost sure that you fail on it right okay now one thing uh one thing i'm wondering too and i get the logic of it this uh transformify uh, transform is all around the world um except for uh in countries that are sanctioned do you think uh transformify could expand actually uh show up and start working in sanctioned countries too because i would think there are some places like let's say mind you north korea um, Iran, Cuba, there are different locations where, again, while they're not uh, the best uh, relationship with U.S. government, I would think the people there could really use the help, too. What do you think? Do you think Transformify might expand? To me, from a human perspective, I would really love to. Now we see wars, and there are two of them that are in the news. One is Palestine and Israel. The second one is Russia and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And in both cases, in every conflict, you have the politicians that are on top of that conflict. But then you have the people on both sides that suffer. It. These are the people that have their homes completely destroyed. Yeah. Have their relatives being forced. And this goes deeper and deeper. And to me, on both sides, it doesn't matter what the politicians do. On both sides, these are the people that need to get help one way or another. The very same is Iran, Iraq, Syria. There have been conflicts across the Middle Eastern countries for many, many years. And so many people need help. But due to the political situation, it's really hard for any humanitarian organization to help. Again, it's politics, but yeah. it should not result in common people suffering, in common people dying from starvation, lack of medication, lack of any income whatsoever. That's not human. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine it'd be, uh, like you said, it's not human, but it would be very complicated to say the least to be able to uh get into get into help but i hope that transform Fi and of course you for that matter because it seems like you are you're cut from the right cloth to be able to help we hope so back in 2018 we launched one program called rebuild lives and back then it was the war in syria so many people fled Syria due to the war and they completely had no source of income for a very long period of time. They were lost between different countries crossing from one country to another, nobody taking care of them in many cases. And during that time, those people really needed to have some stability, some source of income, even access to a secure payment method because otherwise they can't get paid legally and they become victims of the gray economy. If right. someone ever gives them a job, that's another story. And at that time, it was clear, okay, if they have any skills and there are humanitarian organizations that are supporting all this, then we can help. 
we can help them with access to e-wallets that are linked to cards, we can help them with a remote job if they have any skills, simply because it was clear and there were many humanitarian organizations that were there saying it's better to give them something, give them a source of income, don't just give them some money now and leave them on the street tomorrow. Yeah. That's how you create a bigger problem than the problem that already exists. So that's something we have done back then. I strongly believed, I strongly hoped that the humanity would never need this product again. And we see two more wars in the course of less than 10 years. So definitely we'll continue seeking ways to help people. Doesn't matter who needs help, doesn't matter really okay these are people we need we need to be human in the first place politics comes next these are human these are people and they suffer agreed wholeheartedly agreed yeah especially people that are impoverished countries too yeah yeah like everything need... you were just describing yeah Unfortunately, due to politics, due to restrictions, it's really hard for anyone. We see what's happening now in Palestine. It's really yeah. hard for the United Nations, for the Red Cross, for whoever else to help innocent people. We are not talking about everything else that's going on there, not extremists, not anything. But they're innocent people, they're children. They shouldn't suffer. They shouldn't be the victims. Yeah. Yeah, agreed with you on that. But. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you. Oh, go ahead. Unfortunately, very difficult to enter any sanctioned countries. It's very difficult for everyone who wants to help to do it. But luckily, there are many, many organizations, and we are one of them trying to do the best possible. Yeah, I'm sure there's so many hoops to jump through and just, you know. Complicated to say the least. Right. Yeah. So even knowing the right doors to knock on and everything else is, I'm sure, its own, you know, pardon the pun, but its own minefield, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, but thank you so much for calling in. It was an absolute pleasure getting to speak with you. Yeah, you got to come on again and... Yeah, you know, it was all my pleasure. Many thanks for having me. And definitely we will stay in touch. All right, absolutely. absolutely. We got to have you on again soon. Definitely, because I can't wait to see what Transformify Team does next. When are you going to go more places? When are you going to go public? Well, the plans were to go public within 10 years, and the company will be 10 years old next year. With COVID and a variety of other obstacles on the road, I can't say if we make it by the end of next year but if we're lucky why not we all right know. yeah all whether right. you're public or not i feel like uh transformify is in the right hands having you as the ceo yeah oh yeah for sure many thanks for that that's <laughs> just the truth all right but thank you for calling in yes many thanks and have a very nice rest of the day all right it's a you pleasure too, liliana it was pleasures all ours. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 -bye. And thank you, everyone, uh, for uh, joining us. Yeah. 
She uh, was awesome. Yeah, she was, I was going to say, wildly intelligent. Oh, my clearly. God. There's so much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited to see. Yeah, that's why I want her on again to pick her brain again. Definitely. But uh, thank you. Uh, but what a unique business model she yeah, has. I agree. And a passion for doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap it up. I think so. We'll wrap it up. And what do you think? We're going to be on again tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Sure. What time do you think for tomorrow, baby? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're off tomorrow. I am. All right. Tomorrow's so, off, which is very nice. Yeah. All right. So what time do you think? Oh, you want to go for afternoon again? Sure. Because if we go for afternoon again, that means we're done early. All right. Which is awesome. All right. Because I have an early I have early mornings the rest of the week. So. All right. All right. Sounds good. So back tomorrow afternoon. You want to try around three? Yeah. Okay, everybody. We'll see you all tomorrow around three again. All right. Have a good way, everybody. Yeah. Good night, everybody.